What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast Podcast. Today, we are starting a new series where there'll be one of us from the podcast interviewing a guest, talking about a topic of their choice. Today, we talk an NBA with Griffin, a former person who's been on the podcast several times. Uh, Griffin, how are we doing today? We doing good. We doing good. We excited to talk some NBA action today. Midseason report card, everybody. Exactly, exactly. A lot of stuff going out there. You know, people are focusing on the NFL right now, but you got to focus on this, you know, amazing season that's been going on in the NBA. Some play- people coming out of nowhere, uh, some stuff you wouldn't be expecting. And uh, starting off with that, we got to take a look at the standings and we'll start with the Eastern Conference because uh, there's been some teams that you'd expect to be up there and there's been some teams you wouldn't expect to be up there. And I think the first team we got to talk about is the Cleveland Cavaliers headed by uh, potentially two all-stars and Jared Allen and Darius Garland, Allen being one of my favorite players in the league. But I got to ask you, Griffin, uh, what surprised you from this team this year? Uh, I was apprehensive going into the season. I posted on my uh, Twitter account, my annual predictions of the season. I had the Cavs at 13. Not that I didn't like them, but I felt they were a year away because I felt the lineup with Lowry Markin and Evan Mobley and Jarrett Allen would be too crazy for the modern NBA, but it has surprisingly worked really well. Evan Mobley has been far and away, in my opinion, the rookie of the year and has dominated both the big men, have locked down the paint, on offense and on defense, Darius Garland, Steph Curry was right in calling him an up and coming player to watch this year. He has been incredible with 20 points a game, eight assists leading this team to the fifth seed in the East and the East compared to the West. The standings are very close between the one and the seven. It's only in a three and a half game difference. So they have a chance to really make some noise on the second half of the season here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, the 11th seed in the East would be in the mix for the playing tournament in the West. Exactly. Crazy. Um, but no, yeah, uh, mm. it's unfortunate to see a player like Ricky Rubio go down for them. You know, they replaced him with Rondo and a guy that I think we've got to point out who's been having a rejuvenance has been re- rejuvenating his career is Kevin Love, a guy, former mm-hmm. all-star was uh, one of the best young players uh, when he was in Minnesota, obviously got traded for Andrew Wiggins and so on and so forth. He's been shooting about 40% from three and stepping into this role where he's paying behind two young, talented big men. How value you think it is having a veteran guy like Kevin Love, who now is accepting that role on being on a team that can potentially, um, you know, win a playoff series? Mm-hmm, absolutely. He's bought in. Uh, before the year, I thought he would be a big buyout candidate around this time of the season, but he has bought in. And this team can go as far as the big three can can, uh, can bring them to. Very excited to watch them down the stretch this year. Yeah, I think we could talk about Cleveland for an entire episode, but I think we got to look at some Absolutely. other teams. Uh, looking at the top six, is there a team uh, that you want to point out that's been uh, surprising or just been usual? Uh, again, I the Bulls, to me, are the standout for the top six. Um, the big three of Debalzak, I didn't think would be <laughs> – uh like as worked as it, as good as it has been uh I've been really surprised by that Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan have been nothing short of spectacular this season DeMar DeRozan even possibly playing himself into the MVP conversation this year averaging 26 points a game on great efficiency Lonzo Ball bringing them together shout out to their other members of the team like Vooch 
Caruso, and Io Dosumnu. Great this year. Rookie surprise, absolutely, this year. It's just been really spectacular to watch them. Uh, a team that I didn't think would be able to compete with this line of construction that they have, but they have been able to figure it out and not be like ball hogging. I thought Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan would have conflicts about who's going to get the ball in certain spots, but they've played really well together. So I've been surprised by them. Yeah. And extremely clutch for DeMar DeRozan. We know uh, just, I think a couple of weeks ago, hitting two back-to-back game winners in games. Absolutely. Insane to see. And uh, despite this not being his, he's only being his second highest career scoring season. This is definitely his best season in terms of efficiency um, and just, you know, the production and the values adding to a team. Uh potentially contending for a top spot there in the East with um, all teams one through six within three games of each other. Um, Another team I think we want to look at before we start looking further down the standings is the Philadelphia 76ers who have been, you know, in this interesting situation have been without all-star point guard, Ben Simmons, who obviously went under some much uh, needed scrutiny this offseason due to the fact that he's been unwilling to take jump shots and or develop one, which has been, you know, a problem out there in Philadelphia. But we've seen the emergence of some guys out there in Philly. Obviously, Joel Embiid's going to be Embiid. Uh, Tobias Harris still getting the buckets. But we've seen Tyrese Maxey, uh, a young guard out there, uh, getting some work in there. Um, What do you think about this Philadelphia 76ers team? Do you think they're really playoff worthy or uh, is it just a, a regular season team? I mean, right now, they're a regular season team, depending on what happens with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is who this team needs. This team needs defense on the perimeter and the playmaking that he provides. He is what they need for them to be an actual playoff contender. If they trade him to, let's say, Sacramento or whatever, like they still would be more of a contender, I'd say. And Jaleel, I mean, not Jaleel Okafor, I'm sorry, I have him on the mind. I've been doing a 2K rebuild uh, not Jaleel. Uh, Joel Embiid uh, has been propelling this team uh, to be a real contender in the East. But right now, I wouldn't say so, depending on what the Ben Simmons situation is. He is the X factor, as sad it is, as it is to say, he is the X factor on this team. Yeah, and I think Don Morey's asking for way too big of a haul. I think oh, yeah. if you guys paid attention, uh, there was a rumor going around about a trade offer sent to the Golden State Warriors. I believe it was involved in something along the line of like Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, like Jonathan Kuminga, uh, another mm-hmm. young piece, and like two first-round picks for like uh, Simmons and Tobias, which I think wouldn't work out for either side. I don't think that's what they're looking for especially with a guy who we'll get into later who's a defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah. Um, it is notable, though, to say that um, the 76ers, uh, the owner has said that the the price has dropped. It used to be a top 20 player, now it's a top 40 player. So as we get closer and closer to the deadline, maybe the asking price will come down a little more. Yeah. So a deal then, can get done. Taking a look at some teams towards the bottom half of the standings, uh, I think the one obvious one is the Atlanta Hawks, uh, a team that I'll be actually going to fly out to see uh, later this February uh, to go watch them versus the Raptors. But um, career, career season for Trey Young, but despite the fact they moved on from uh, star uh, forward Cam Reddish uh, in a trade to the Knicks, uh, which brought back the Fortnite suit guy himself and Kevin Knox. Um, <laughs> it's been an interesting season for these Hawks. Um, obviously, you know, uh, a talented offensive team, but a not a very talented defensive team and have been struggling due to the fact that Clint Capella has missed some games this season. Uh, what's it going to be out there for Atlanta? Do you think they need to make a move? I want your opinion on this. 
Um, I think going before the Kevin Knox trade, I think there was a in there was a too many players problem, which is something you don't see too often. But there's so many talented players that they start to clash with each other. So hopefully that brings some stability to the offense and the defense. But I think it it it's a combination of a one year wonder season where they exceeded expectations so early that this season is them coming back to earth uh, to state of the least. Um, I still trust Trey Young a lot, but I think that the absence of Clint Capella obviously has hurt them on the defensive end. And I think they're waiting for that, to, for him to come back, honestly. So I, I hope they can rebound, but overall they've been disappointing. Yeah. And um, to add on to it, uh, you know, Deandre Hunter is a guy that many people were seeing and expecting to take a big step this season. Um, he's improved efficiency-wise, at least from the three, um, but nothing really drastically. He's much worsened his free throw attempts. He's dropped down in two points per game. Um, did they trade the wrong forward here, or is, or is DeAndre Hunter going to be that guy for them starting at the three long-term? I think they still believe in him. I, I wouldn't give up on him that quickly. He has the potential to really grow into that role alongside Trey Young to be uh, both killers in uh, from three. So I think they're just going to give them more time to develop. And, you know, out there in New York, they're trying to build the Infinity Gauntlet and acquire Zion Williamson, <laughs> which leads us into New York. Man, that man, Julius Randle, was – I don't know <laughs> what happened to him in 2021, 2020, 2021 season because that man was a different beast. You know, yeah. uh, one of the best top – best 10 players in the league last year. Uh, and seemingly he disappeared this season. Um, a guy that when only it's prime time – uh, is the only time he steps up when it's a nationally televised game. Otherwise, uh, he's been just nowhere. And um, this team is really kind of just built around him, and we haven't really seen a progression from R.J. Barrett that we'd like to see. And it's just really just a bunch of role players trying to find a, a way to contribute. What's your opinion on this New York Knicks team? Because they had sky-high uh, expectations this season. Um, I think Julius Randle, this is the showcase of what playing in an empty arena uh gives your team i think he really took advantage of that last year in the regular season especially being making that leap uh that a lot of people did not expect last year and i think this is again him coming back down to earth um the expectations i think might have been too much for him in new york they expect a lot if you see those videos on the street outside of madison square garden they expect the world and um i just don't think he he's he's that he's not that player for them to be able to reach those heights that the the Knicks fans want, which is disappointing. Uh, but hopefully he can get back into some sort of groove uh, to where he was last season. Yeah. And, you know, they went out there, they give a big contract to a guy in Evan Fournier, uh, who's averaging 14 points a game for them on 42% from the field and 39 from three and 73 from the line, you know, not, not at all a career season from a guy who spent a lot of his career in Orlando, but um, we'll have to see because this team's going to need to go on a run uh, in the second half of the season if they want to make a chance uh, at even this play in tournament because you got some competitive teams up there. And uh, before we leave the East, do you think there's a team that could fall out of this, potentially the Wizards? Do you think Kyle Kuzma's the truth? Because he's probably my least favorite player in the NBA just for no reason. Uh, out of the, the plan? Yeah, out of those four teams, uh, the, um... Hornets, the Raptors, Wizards, and Celtics. Maybe maybe the Celtics, honestly. I, I trust the Wizards more than I do the Celtics right now. I don't trust the, the two uh, 
the two forwards in Boston being able to play with each other, I think they should make a move. Uh, I think the Knicks and the Hawks are going to move up into that 10 spot and the Celtics are going to fall out. But before we move out of the East, I do want to give a shout out to the Raptors, who I did not think of very much coming into the year. But the starting lineup has been very good. Van Vliet, Siakam, OG, Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Gary Trent Jr. have all been phenomenal this year. Scotty Barnes is a big standout. I liked him a lot coming in out of Florida State, but to me, his clear question mark was shooting, and he has proven that he can score the ball. So shout out to the Raptors. I think they are a playoff team, so I'm excited to watch them down the stretch. But going back to your question, yeah, I do think the Celtics are going to be the odd man out. I trust Kyle Kuzma. Hot take on this podcast, apparently. I trust Kyle Kuzma. That's definitely a hot take, especially with my opinions on Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, but no. Shout out, like you said, I love Scotty Barnes. I think I had him as my fourth prospect or maybe number three on my big board coming into this. I was extremely high on him. I watched so much tape on him. I knew he was going to be a star. I'm still waiting for that jersey. I'm ordering that. Already got my Depot jersey last night, but Scotty yeah. Barnes is definitely next one on my list. Um, now we're heading to the, the West, and you and me, our top two, our favorite teams are the ones that won and two. I know. Uh, let's talk about the Suns. We've seen DeAndre Ayton. Uh, improved statistically this season. Uh, Chris Paul, you know, not having to be that scorer now can kind of sit back and just, you know, be a game manager, like a quarterback, mm-hmm. like a Jimmy G kind of guy. Not saying that's like his comparison, yeah. but like <laughs> he's stepping it back and uh, he yeah. still be able to make the Suns uh, the only team with uh, single digit losses this season. What's your analysis on this team so far? This is the best capital T team in the league. It is a next man up mentality across the board. DeAndre Aiden is out right now. You know who's stepped up? Bismack Biombo. It is a collection of guys and dudes who just want to play together and want to win. Uh, the culture that was set by CP3, Devin Booker, and Monty Williams has propelled this team to be to have the best record in the league. Uh, I am over the moon impressed with this team as a whole. Devin Booker is having a much better statistical shooting from three season, which is what exactly I wanted from him going into the offseason. He's improved his three-point percentage. Last time I checked, he was in the 40s. I believe it might have gone down, but overall, it's been super impressive. And I think this, this makes the case for CP3 to maybe have an MVP this season because of how wide open the MVP race is, in my opinion. He has propelled this team culturally and on the floor. You see, you watch, if you watch the fourth quarter Phoenix Suns, there is no team like it. We are the best team in the clutch by far. We have like a plus 70 in the clutch. We are, I am so excited uh, for the rest of the year, barring hopefully no injuries happen because we did play a lot last year, but uh, I'm excited. What about your Warriors, Liam? How you feeling? Man. It's been a team that's been able to revitalize careers with some guys that you, you know, didn't think really had much hope, starting with a guy who, you know, he's like third in the front court in uh, votes in the all-star race for West right now and Andrew Wiggins. And as much as people think it's a joke, I mean, he's seriously like, you can make a legit case for him. As stupid as it sounds, because there's plenty of talented guys out there. Um, he's shooting 40%, uh, 41.3% on uh, five and a half attempts from three this season. Obviously a career best for a guy that, uh, you know, isn't really known for his shooting, more of a guy that can go up and get you a basket at the rim. Uh, but, you know, he's been fantastic, obviously led by a guy in Steph Curry, who 
has had some pretty on and off nights this year. And there's no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, a guy that started the season extremely hot, thinking that he was going to run away with an MVP award again. Um, then shout out Jordan Poole, man. I mean, he's now mm-hmm. lost his starting spot due to Clay Thompson's return, but Jordan Poole's a dog, you know, averaging 16.7 points a game. Uh, he's been a key contributor uh, to fill in for that backcourt, whatever, who's off the court. Um, and, you know, Clay Thompson's coming back. You know, we still can't expect too much from him. Draymond Green continues to be, you know, he's not winning an MVP, but he is the most valuable player in the NBA, in my opinion. You know, we've been on a slump ever since he's been out, and I think it makes an even better case for why he should be an all-star and a defensive player of the year. Um, from the young guys, you know, we haven't seen much from Moses Moody. He hasn't been getting a lot of play time. You know, he's been playing um, down there in the G League. But Jonathan Kuminga has shown a lot of bright flashes for us, some 20-point 20 point, 20 point games, uh, some double-digit rebound games. I'm excited what we can see from him. You know, he's going to be the, the lineage with Draymond Green. I think that's a perfect guy to learn behind. Gary Payton, the second, a guy that, you know, kind of getting memed on because his dad was, a you know, one of the greatest guards of all time, has been an energy plug off the bench for us, and I love what we see from him. And shout-out Wilt Chamberlain Jr., Otto Porter Jr. He's been fantastic for us, and um, I couldn't be more proud of this team. But the only thing that scares me is there's a lot of, lot of good teams in this conference and it starts with the one right below the two of us and it's the Memphis Grizzlies led by an MVP candidate and John Morant a guy that I personally bashed on this podcast for not having a good sophomore year because it simply wasn't Uh, there's nothing wrong with what I said and then he goes into the playoffs puts up a historical performance for a guy of his age and now he's headed into this season you know with a supporting cast that can be one that can make some noise in the west I think it's a little bit too early for them this year but We got a guy uh, like Dylan Brooks, who, you know, has been battling some injuries, still averaging 18 a game. Desmond Bain is a guy who's come out of nowhere. Um, And then Jaron Jackson Jr. Griffin, I got to ask, what's your opinion on this Memphis team? Because, uh, you know, they're a gritty team, but they got a guy that they haven't had in years who's a superstar in this league in John Moran. Yeah, absolutely. They're the most surprising team to me this year. I did not expect a lot because of, like you said, John Morant's subpar season last year. Uh, he has propelled this team to be the number three seed in the West and the number three team overall, in my opinion. Uh, the uh, the Grizz are just like the Suns, what I said. They are the second best team in the league. Uh, when they were dealing with COVID issues and injuries, they had around like 10 or 15 different starters that they brought in, plug and play guys. They all performed and stepped up. It is a next man up mentality across the board John Morant has elevated himself this year and propelled his team into the into the position that they are right now outside looking in for sure but still I would say fringe championship contenders depending on how things go in the west uh just super super impressed by this team the grit the determination uh love love the Grizzlies yeah and uh just keep going down the list because there's so many impressive teams in this top echelon of the west we got the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell Jazz, who have been the number one scoring team in the West. Um, Rudy Gobert is having career highs in rebounds with 15 and 16 uh, points as well. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell, one of my personal favorite players in the league. I loved him coming out of the draft. Um, do you think this team's uh, just still a regular season team, or do you think they can finally get over that hump? Because I think – I think they have a better chance in the playoffs than the Memphis Grizzlies do due to inexperience, but I want to hear your opinion. 
I'm out on the Jazz. I the the book has been written by the Clippers last year. They were exposed. You know how to beat them. You go small. Uh, their perimeter defense also uh, leaves some to be desired. Uh, you had that story come out about Gobert and Donovan Mitchell butting heads in the locker room. Gobert calling Devin Booker night in and night out, trying his bet ass off on defense. Uh, and Donovan Mitchell not really doing the same. Uh, there's definitely a height and length difference between the two, but still, I think the the sentiment applies. Um, I think they are a regular season team, uh, and I haven't seen anything this year to say otherwise. I think it. I I'm of the opinion that it's a wait and see approach to see them actually prove me wrong than to be what they've been for the past couple of years, which is a regular season team. Yeah, I totally I totally understand that uh, analysis. Uh, then we'll just briefly go over Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic has been heating up, you know, hasn't been an MVP favorite like we expected him this season, mm -hmm. but nonetheless, he's still one of the best players in the league. Anything you want to touch on them real quick? Yeah, it's just it, he's coming back into his own. He came in, he came into the, uh, this season a little little chunky, uh, but he's played into playing way. Uh, Chris Tapsport's saying this has played a lot better this year. Uh, you expected some issues with the coaching staff with, the you know, his um, – issues he had as the Bucks coach. I'm sure everybody's aware, but uh, I've enjoyed his coaching performance so far, so I'm excited to see what the Mavs can do in the second half of the season. Uh, moving next to the Nuggets, uh, Jokic is just propelling this team through sheer will and determination to go to the playoffs uh, uh, with, you know, the horrible injuries that have plagued this Nuggets team for the past couple of years now. What are your thoughts on the Nuggets, Glam? Man, I think you gotta look at Jokic as an MVP favorite at this point. I think I mm -hmm. forgot what his statistical stat line was the other day when he put up like forty-seven and like fifteen and thirteen or something. Absolute crazy game, like with a game-winning pass in the corner uh, for the game winner. You know he's been without you know blowjob Instagram king uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been without the max contract man MPJ who only shoots jump shots, aka jump shot merchant, um, and he's been. He's been making Will Barton his second best player on this team. Um, you know, do I believe them to make a deep playoff run? You know, if Jamal comes back and he's, you know, at least 80% of what he used to be, I could see that. But, um, man, I, if Nikola Jokic can lead this team to a top, like, <clears throat> six seed, seven seed, I think he deserves the MVP for the way he's just mm -hmm. really showing that, you know, last year was a statistical season. You know, he put on a show statistically – and now you take away his second best player from last year and he's an even better version of what he was and still having this team compete. Um, I love what I'm seeing from NBO. Shout out former Miami guard Devon Reed uh, for locking up LeBron James earlier this season. You love to see that heart and grit out of these canes. But yeah, I love them. And I think we got to talk about Love Bum, a Disney West brick, all them booth ass boys <laughs> out there in LA, man. What is with them? Because they go out there and they get some surprise signings with Malik Monk and Chris uh, Kendrick Nunn. Malik Monk has been turning up lately, but this team is literally just La Bum and whoever else wants to step up that night. Because <laughs> Westbrook low-key should go down to the G League. You could probably be a starter there. But what's your opinion? Oh, my God. The Lakers are a disaster. I posted on my Twitter. I was like, I honestly, LeBron should go to the Cavs. Um the Lakers have no future for the next six years. Wait, 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 wait. Did you forget who's on their team? 
Taylor Horton Tucker? Stanley Johnson? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I mean, MJ, they have THT. MJ Carden? Big, they have THT and Austin Reeves. Big <laughs> trade assets, everybody. They have no picks until like 2027. <laughs> Westbrook, it's a, it's a disaster. Uh, AD can't stay healthy to save his life. LeBron is almost like 40 now. Like, oh my, like, just go to back to Cleveland, bro. Um, like, the, the rotate, like, everybody wants to put it on Vogel uh, and Westbrook. Uh, the front office has some blame, too, for putting together this horrendously constructed roster. It's terrible. Le GM, I'm on your head. <laughs> what the fuck is this roster constructed, dude? It's a bunch of old people, some plumbers, and Stanley Johnson. Shout out U of A. Um, like, it's terrible. Uh, Russell Westbrook has not adjusted to be a, like the role he needs to fill on a LeBron James led team. He is not the primary ball handler. He should not be shooting jump shots. He should be driving the lane, setting screens. What are the what the fuck are you doing? It's like he is so he's so against change. Um, also, I think Vogel Vogel's going to get fired in the next couple of games, guaranteed. If they lost to that magic, if they lost to the Magic a couple nights ago, he would have been gone. Um, I. If I I'm out on the Lakers, but I never want to put like count out a LeBron James led team because in my opinion he's my goat, but um, it's not looking good. AD, I I think I think that bubble year is definitely a fluke. They I'm I'm gonna come out and say they would not have won the chip that year. So if a Mickey not Mouse for ring. the COVID situation. Yeah, it's a Mickey Mouse ring for sure. Uh, so like. I'm looking too forward to what the Lakers have planned for the rest of the season. I see them making the playoffs, but I don't see them making a deep run, uh, which is unfortunate because I want the best for LeBron. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of bums, I know Jose knows this is a fact because the Kings are atrocious. I don't know what's with them. They just won't move on from any of their assets and they're just going to continue to be a, a garbage team because, I mean, look, they got dudes like Emmanuel Moutier and Tristan Thompson on this team. I mean, Moody is not playing a role, but like just w- yeah. some wash guys. You go out and you spend a first round pick on a guy in Davion Mitchell, who, you know, it hasn't been great Whatever. for them. It hasn't been great for them. You know, not, not a really first round worthy guy. I thought there's some other guys you could have taken in that range. Um, you know, Rashawn Holmes is I, but you got Buddy Heald, who's just going to just leave the second his contracts up in Sacramento. Uh, Fox, get him out of there for for pure – just be nice to him. But I want to know what you got to think because I don't know if this team ever has had a direction since they lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I feel really bad for Kings fans constantly. I am so sorry that your front office has been horrible for a decade plus. Um, I, I don't even – like, you have to make a deal. Move Fox, move Field. Like, I would – like they, in my opinion, they should be number one in the Ben Simmons sweepstakes, uh, just to change up anything. Uh, they have been stagnant. Uh, please move Marvin Bagley. I want him to go to an actual team where he could get a shot, because uh, I don't think he's that bad. Um, it's just overall very disappointing. I'm very sorry, Kings fans, for what you've been put through. It's terrible. It's reminiscent of what my Phoenix Suns have been put through. But there's light at the end of the tunnel. I want you to know. You will find a way out of this, 
or you would you rather another team would you rather be a Jets fan or would you rather be a Kings fan bro <laughs> I don't even know those are so terrible options like it's so bad it's so bad I guess uh, like maybe Jets I think the Jets they have more promise they got a first round yeah. quarterback who showed yeah, some honestly, promise the Jets and they got some other guys in their team that talented. Yeah. All right. Uh, then, I'm just I, Kings fans. I'm sorry. Then again, we could keep going through all the conference, but uh, we'll look down at the very bottom. Uh, the third worst team in the league. Uh, the the womanizer himself, Josh Giddy, and them boys in OKC. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like they got some promise out there. Uh, you know, shout oh, yeah. out the ASU legend Lou Dort, one of my favorite players in the league, uh, averaging 16 points a game this season. And Shea Gilgis Alexander making a case potentially for being all star this year um, in this conference. Um, do you think this team, you know, despite being draft pick merchants, do you think they can actually get together some talent besides start drafting, stop drafting so many freaking guards and get some guys? What do you think about this team? Well, I think this year, especially with the draft class coming up, it's a definite, it's definitely a forward heavy draft class. I think they're like they pick like whoever it is, the guy from Auburn. Uh, oh, Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith, or you pick uh, Chet, or you pick uh, Bancaro. Chet's going to be a uh, bust. That's my, Chet's going to be a bust. That's Chet's going to be a bust. Okay, well, you pick one of those three. Hopefully, Chet's not a bust. Then you spend the assets that you have for your draft capital, and you build out a roster, like an actual roster. And I, I think the OKC Thunder's future is bright. I like Giddy a lot. Uh, definitely needs to improve on his scoring, but every other aspect of his game I've, I've been impressed with so far. Uh, and, you know, that draft comp where he said he's bad at basketball, not true. He's also good at making TikToks. Don't forget <laughs> it. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the Thunder a lot. I, I, I'm excited for their future. They're definitely two or three years away. But Shy Gilders, Alexander, Lou Dort, ASU legend, Game 7 Lou Dort, best NBA player of all time. Oh. Book it. I think him and Untouched Kyrie are in the top two. No doubt. And absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so we got to talk about some guys that have been absolutely hooping this season. And shout out Miles Bridges out there, Michigan State alum. He's been balling. He's been he's been the best player on the Hornets. You would expect that to be Lamelo, like would have jumped up to twenty seven points per game or some crazy shoot this season. Mm-hmm. But it's been Miles Bridges who's been making an all star case for himself. Um, you want to anything add on Miles Bridges or another guy that you think we got to highlight? I mean, the players that I highlighted were Darius Garland, who we've talked about, John Morant, again, who we've talked about, and Miles Bridges. Um, all three of those players making big cases for an all-star campaign, um, especially Miles Bridges in a contract year, elevating his game. I uh, love watching him play. Also, shout out Tyler Hero and Jordan Poole. Uh, two great role players. Love them. But, yeah, those are the, the five guys that I had. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, the me himself, Tyler Hero, the one, the, the playoff series, man, who, hey, I guess him and Jack Harlow worked on their jump shots in South Beach because now Tyler mm-hmm. Hero, he's a certain uh, that he's he's not a bum anymore. He's a guy that's, you know, one yeah. of the top five players from that class. So shout out him. He just uh, had a sophomore slump. He had a sophomore slump. He's back. Yeah, Tyler exactly. He's back. He fixed his jumper. Uh, now I got to ask you, who's some guys that haven't been having the greatest of seasons this year in terms of, I think, obviously, Julius Randle's got to be top of that list, but. Who else you got? Yeah, Julius Randle, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> James Harden. Those are the three. James Harden, well, kind of like Luca, came a little fat, came a little thick. Uh, 
And he's had, he's definitely taken a step back from the James Harden that we've seen. Hopefully now that KD's out, he starts to get back into playoff shape. Uh, but yeah, he's overall disappointing. The Lakers uh, experiment again, it's not working. Uh, and I also wanted to put Damian Lillard. Uh, he is definitely, he was definitely battling injuries, but overall just disappointing. And I want to see him leave Portland. Oh, a hundred percent. Definitely. I think those guys are some ones we definitely had to highlight. Definitely not playing to the level that they have been. Oh, and shout out players have been playing better. Shout out uh, Anthony Edwards. Definitely took the step that we expect him to take this season. Shout out Ant. He's had some great games. Now we're looking towards the rest of the season coming towards all-star break up in here. We got to talk awards. You know, we got big ones, MVP, rookie of the year, defense player of the year, most approved player. Uh, let's talk about, uh, we'll go, we'll go up the list towards MVP. Who you got for rookie of the year? Uh, Evan Mobley, barring an injury, basically has it locked, in my opinion. I don't think in the second half of the season, you know, there's narratives that come up a lot. But I think with the on top of the Cavs' success and him playing incredibly well, I think Evan Mobley. But I, I don't think the, the race below him is not to be – should not be mentioned. I think Cade Cunningham has been, after the, his rough start that he has, has been very good. He should not have gotten ejected from that Suns game on oh. the record right now. That was stupid as hell. Uh, Scotty Barnes, love him. Franz Wagner, I did not like him coming in, and he has surprised me a lot. I love him. I love his style. Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, all have been very good. I love this rookie class a lot. But right now, Evan Mobley, barring an injury, I would say he has it locked up. Yeah, he's definitely made the most impact on his team as well especially the way that they with, without him, they wouldn't be a top six seed. They, they'd be like yeah. borderline, like fighting for that top 10 spot. But I know. Yeah. This is the, this is the last year. Evan Mobley will not be an all-star like for the foreseeable future next year. He's an all-star right now. He's so good. Yeah. Um, hey, they probably could have used him versus Oregon. Shout out USC though, but you know, yeah. you know how it'd be, but um. Yeah, I Franz Wagner, I got to admit, I hated him. I had him as, like, my 16th best prospect. I was like, this guy's a bum. Like, he just shoots yeah. threes and, like, plays mid-defense. But yeah. he's been showing up. And I like him a lot. Got to give credit where credit is due. He's been the best player for the worst team in the league. So, <laughs> But uh, we'll work our way up. Defensive player of the year. I mean, I already gave my pick. I think Draymond Green's got to be the guy. Uh, he's the reason why we were winning so many games this season. How about you? Are you going to go bear? Are you sticking with with Dre? No, I'm I'm sticking with Dre. I, I'm done with Rudy Gobert, uh, defensive <laughs> player of the year. I do not want to see him win another defensive player of the year. I am so done with him. He like I I do, the Jazz are so annoying. It's like do something in the fucking in the playoffs. Like I know this is a regular season award, everybody, but I feel like his defense is a little overrated. Um, and I, like you've seen, yeah, you've seen the impact that Draymond has made on this team when he has not been there. I watched the last game they played against the Rockets. It was rough, ladies and gentlemen, and the Pacers game. It was oh. rough. Shout out Steph for that game winner though. Chris Duarte. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's Dre. It's Dre. But also shout out Mikel Bridges. He's been very good. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, he should so, not win. He should not win defensive player of the year, but like defensive first team. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We didn't we didn't get into that, but uh, yeah, most improved player, Darius Garland. I say hundred percent. 
I don't care if John Morant mm-hmm. wins MVP averaging 30 a game. Darius Garland was statistically the worst player in the NBA last year, and he's going to be a reserve on the all-star team. You go in the same way? Yes. Yeah, I agree. He's been so good. I love watching him play. Shout out Steph Curry, the Oracle of Oracle, the savant. You know how he is. He predicted that shit all the way in the preseason. He is the most improved player. Yeah, for sure. And then coach of the year. Which team do you think has been, you know, of those teams that we talked about that have been surprising, do we think we give it to Luke Walton? <laughs> yeah, I think Luke Walton's high up there. Uh, I did not think about coach of the year. Um, I think coach of the year is kind of a fake award because you saw how Vogel won Frank coach of the year that one year. Um, like, and he's not. Uh, I think it's just team success. So I'm just going to go Monty Williams again because he is actually a great coach. Love his right. They love everything about Monty. So I'm just going to say Monty Williams. I didn't really think too hard about this, but what do you, what do you, what about your opinion? I'll go uh, Taylor Jenkins out there in Memphis. I think Memphis guy deserve it for yeah. having these guys come out and uh, some of these guys come out of nowhere and just be balling. That's probably who's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Shout Desmond Bain, TCU yeah, is making like two million a year, and he's playing yeah. better than eighty percent people, ninety percent of the people in the league. Um, I wanted then, Desmond Bain in that Jalen Smith draft so bad. Hey, yo, shout out Jalen Smith. Smith on God, though, Shout like, out Jalen Smith. As much as you yeah. and I meme on him, like, he had a couple games where yeah. he was actually nasty. I know. He was tough. He's actually tough. Shout out Sticks, everybody. Shout out Sticks. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then lastly, you know? most valuable player. Who do you have? I have Jokic right now. Um, I, I wrote down five players that are MVP to me. Jokic, MB, John Morant, Chris Paul, DeMar DeRozan. I don't really think DeMar DeRozan has a shot, but I think he should be mentioned. He has been great this year. Um, I think Chris Paul has a shot if the narrative goes his way late in the season where they the national media starts to pay more and more attention to the Suns' team success, and he is the sole reason for that team success, in my opinion. Uh, John Morant elevated the Grizzlies and beat elevated the Sixers but Jokic is on a whole nother level he has like not really a lot of talent around him and they are the succeed in the west I I give it to Jokic yeah I think in terms of pure talent and skill he might be the most talented big man we've seen in the last 10 years I think mm-hmm. in terms of passing shooting um no not defense really but he's he's, he's getting there he's getting there and just pure scoring ability I think you got to put him there because this man's got IQ of like Magic Johnson out there um, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best passers of all time. Nikola oh. Jokic is one of the best passers of all time. He is – if you hear that – you hear that saying a lot where it's like if this center was in like a 6'5 body, he wouldn't be in the NBA. If he was, like Jokic would still be in the NBA. He is so fucking talented. Oh, yeah. As long as he stayed away from the uh, the Coke that he used to drink when he was a little kid. But – Yeah. Yeah. I'm at you. I love Jokic. I think he deserves the award. And we forgot to talk about most valuable players or players that have been stepping up. Shout out to Jante Murray, you dub alum. He's been averaging 20, mm-hmm. like eight and nine this season. Shout out to him. But he's on the Spurs. So, like, yeah. Pop's got to retire. Nobody this is his last year. There's no yeah. way Pop wants to come back. Yeah. But I, I love Dejounte Murray. Th- thanks for including him. Yeah. He's been very good this year. And then I know we didn't talk about, but first team all NBA. I think we got to have Kuzma and Westbrook on there, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might need to throw in Stanley Johnson though for the, that Lakers performance. He's been really good. But uh, uh, yeah. 
Anything else you want to talk about for the season going forward? Some teams that you think that bro, might why turn do you around? hate Kyle Kuzma? I just why do you hate Kyle Kuzma? Because he dresses so stupid and he's just like he's all bro, it's vamp. It's vamp, bro. <laughs> bro, he's just actually garbage sometimes and it pisses me off. Like <laughs> it'll be good sometimes, and then other times you're like, why is this man even on a roster? Like, hold up, let me just pull up like let's look at the stats before Best fantasy player of all time though. Before he came to uh Washington, uh he shot like okay, he had he shot like 30% oh, when he was on the Lakers. On, yeah, when he was the Lakers, he shot like 30% from three on six attempts when he averaged 18 a game, 19 a game, and I would thought he was better than Jason Tatum. And then yeah, got he's just I'm gonna know. I think it's like being more serious about it. I think it's hard to be LeBron's teammate some of the time. He has the ball so much it's hard for you to get in a rhythm. And I think that now he's getting more more and more touches when he's in uh Washington. He's been more consistent and you've seen like the pre-LeBron when he was on the Lakers, like the reason he was so good as a rookie. I think you're seeing more of that now, which is why I appreciate Kyle Kuzma more now. Because, like, before I was definitely on board, like, when he was on the Lakers, like, total meme. Like, against the Suns, he was horrible. But now that he's getting more and more opportunities, I think, like, shout out Kyle Kuzma for real. Yeah. He, I know you don't, I know you don't a, agree, but. He's a good role player now. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But, no, going forward, you know, will Kyrie get vaccinated? Will he finally play home games? I saw this thing. They should tank for the eight seed so that they can have no home field advantage. Yeah, no, I saw they they should get like a bottom four seed so they have them every game seven, which I thought was actually smart. I don't know what they're going to do. He's definitely he's not getting vaccinated. There's no way he gets vaccinated <laughs> unless unless the rule changes. He's no way. He's standing pat. No way. And especially with Katie him now. But like it's just such it's such a weird situation. Do we need KD? I'm sorry. Do we need Kyrie and AB on like a podcast together? Yeah, I think Kyrie, AB, maybe after last night, Aaron Rodgers could join that podcast because he is he is not vaccinated to beating the 49ers. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> oh God, he's not immunized for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah literally it's true. What I mean, we had I know Matt Stafford threw a touchdown today already, but. One touchdown was scored uh, by a quarterback yesterday, and that was Ryan fucking Tannehill, and he was terrible yesterday. Shout out. Shout out him. Yeah. Shout out Texas A&M wide receiver legend. Dropped them off my fantasy team. Hate him. Ryan Tannehill, you screwed me. But, hey, there's plenty of stuff more to talk about in the NBA. We'll definitely be bringing Griffin back on to talk some more NBA. Whoa, 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 whoa. Finals predictions. Playoff predictions. Oh, oh playoff predictions? Dog. Oh, I, 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 I. All right, let's hear it then. What you got for your playoff, your your finals matchup? You just want me to go one through eight on both and then sure. finals prediction? Okay. Sure. West, number one, Suns, two, Warriors, three, Grizzlies, four, Jazz, five, Mavs, six, Lakers, seven, Nuggets, eight, Timberwolves, East, Heat, Bucks, Cavs, Nets, Bulls, 76ers, Hornets, Raptors. Uh, all right, finals matchup. Suns Bucks. Bucks are gonna win again. Suns Bucks rematch. That's your prediction. Yeah, yeah. Right. Suns Bucks rematch. I, as much as I hate to say it, I think the Bucks will win again. But who knows? I'm gonna say positive and maybe say 
I, I, Bucks, but I think the Bucks are going to win. As much as it pains me to say, like Bucks and like seven. Yeah. Well, I think looking at it now, there's only four teams I can see making the finals. I think that's the Nets, mm-hmm. the Bucks, the Suns, and the Warriors. Uh, I think yeah. the Grizzlies out of the talent, they just have no experience. If they had experience, I'd say exactly. Hell yeah. I'd throw them in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, the Jazz, yeah, like you said, fuck the Jazz. They ain't going to I do think shit. maybe maybe the Heat, if they get hot. Oh, yeah, 100%. Maybe they could be a move to make a trade. Uh, like Kyle Lowry just brings that veteran presence for them. Like we might see it. Yeah, I think they. I think the Heat. Like I would say five right now. Um, yeah, any okay. of those teams? I, I'm. I would have said like an objective, like non-biased. I don't live in Phoenix. I would say the Warriors make the finals after like watching the the Christmas Day game, but like. Those games have been so weird. Devin Booker got hurt in the first one. He was out of the second one. He was still kind of hurt in the third one. Um, but I think the Warriors, I think Clay is going to get more and more in a midseason form by the time the playoffs come around. And an objective fan says the Warriors win the West, but as a Suns fan, actually, fuck, the, fuck my prediction. The Suns are winning the championship. Fuck <laughs> this. I believe. Oh. But um, and the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, while Griffin goes to grab his jersey, um, I think the the Warriors and the Suns are gonna have a historic Western Conference Finals. Uh, and I'll, I'll give it to the Warriors. I think they'll win in seven games. I think Clay's gonna get that vintage playoffs performance as Griffin goes to grab the Chris Paul jersey. And uh, I think it's gonna be Warriors Nets. KD going up against the team that he won his first rings with, and it's gonna be a, a matchup we we'll want to see. listening what thank you for listening everybody oh yeah i was doing the outro i'm doing the outro uh, your mic was a little off i couldn't hear you but hey like oh, said, sorry thank you for listening we appreciate it uh we'll drop griffin's twitter down below so you can follow and listen to griffin's tweets all he's got to say and um <laughs> you will see us next time i don't know who's interviewing who but we got some plenty of episodes in the works but without further ado it's been coast coast podcast signing out Peace.